0: You are listening to "So You Want to Read Tolkien," a podcast that goes through each of J.R.R. Tolkien's main works chapter by chapter and discusses them in a most ridiculous manner.
1: Gentlemen, today is my one hundred and eleventh birthday. Don't follow the lights. If you want
0: him, come and claim him. Rasheen. One
2: does not simply walk into Mordor. I would cut off your head,
0: dwarf,
1: if it stood but a little higher from the ground.
0: We've had one, yes. What about
1: second breakfast? Yargonath. Yeah, Till at last I threw down my enemy
2: and smote his ruin upon the side. What's happening
1: out there? Shall I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find you a box?
0: Now, don't be hasty, Master Midiadok.
1: You definitely.
0: Hello and welcome to So You Want to Read Tolkien. Today we are discussing book four, chapter four of Herbs and Stewed Rabbit. I'm Caitlin. And I'm the only one who didn't come up with anything to say here. <laughs> That's it. That's her intro. That's, that's what I got. I mean, I'm about to finish knitting my very first sweater ever. So I will be knitting during this entire recording because I've got like a hundred more rows to go and I'd like to be fucking done.
1: Uh, I'm Rachel and I just finished listening to the Golden Compass audiobook. So Caitlin can be proud of me now. And also I'm ready to watch the TV show. I'll be proud of you when you wa- finish this own life. I mean, everyone stay tuned for when I announce that I did. We're waiting with bated breath. Yep. And then we can definitely be friends. (laughs) I'm
2: never going to be friends. Oh, no. Yep. Hi, everyone. I'm Emmy, and I haven't gone into work for six days. That's it. I (laughs) should just leave it there. Um, Because a transformer blew up next to my building, so we have no power at all. Apparently, people are just leaving stacks of books out in front of the library because we're not open. (laughs) There are signs that say... Please keep your books. You're not accruing fines. We can't accept books right now. We're closed. Everything's turned off and locked. And the fire department says don't come in. But they're just leaving piles of books around.
0: Can't. Does it? You must have a completely different weather situation than we do. Because Mm. if you left piles of books around right now, they would just, they they would be mush. Oh, some of them are ruined. Some of them got left out in the rain. But some of them are fine.
2: And it's it, like, it has been really rainy. <laughs> it's like, I mean, you're just, you do realize if you leave books unattended and it rains on them, it's your fault. And then you have to pay for them. So yeah, we're being charged fines,
1: but now you're getting
2: <laughs> replacement charges. Exactly. Like what? Anyway, the logic just isn't there, I guess.
0: Alrighty. Who's, uh, who's doing what? I'm cool to do my short summary. If you want to do, the characters. I will do
2: the characters. Sure. Okay. So our characters for Of Herbs and Stewed Rabbit are, of course, Frodo, who takes a real good nap in this chapter. We've got Sam, our kitchen master. Smeagolum with his infamous, what's taters, precious? I'm so proud of you. (laughs) I tried so hard. Uh, We have Faramir, who is my favorite captain of Gondor. And we have uh, Mablong and Damrod, the Danadun of the (laughs) South. Damrod. Damrod? <laughs> the rod of the dame. <laughs> Mablung. Either
1: way that you say
2: it, it's a real bad name. Yep.
1: <laughs> or a real good name.
2: Yeah, So I guess. is Mablung. Mablung? <laughs> They're both terrible. I mean, we've He's had terrible. some really bad names, but these two may just be I mean, they definitely rank as top ten worst names in all of Middle Earth.
1: Well we've had I one. I feel of like these Mablung reminds before. me of someone else. Yes. Okay. I have okay, a, who is I, who is?
0: I have a note about <laughs> this at the end. Why are we jumping forward?
2: <laughs> because we didn't see your note, and we're interested now, Caitlin.
0: He was a character in the Silmarillion. Which one? I mean, Hang yes, on. I knew that. <laughs> but from what? He was in the story with Turin. Uh, he lived. He was an Along elf with in like everyone else. Well, he was an elf in Doriath. Do I remember? Specifics. He hunted the wolf that ate the Silmaril and so, the hand. He, well, yes. So there was that. Um,
1: <laughs> I remember the story.
0: <laughs> I forget exactly how he came uh, up with Turn, but he was he was a friend of Turns, or
1: he was a captain of Doriath, something like that.
0: Apparently, I'm just looking this up now. Apparently, he was in charge of guarding Morwen for a bit. Turin's sister wife? I'd be happy to never use that phrase ever again. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. That was his mom. Morwin was his mom. <laughs> Everything's fine. Me- <laughs> okay, in my head, where you his went, his sister oh, mom? No, Morwin was his mom. I went, mom wife? <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. Neonor. Not better. Neonor was his sister wife. <laughs> 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 apologies, apologies. But yeah, he was involved in all
1: of that Turin stuff, and he, it's, he was throughout, he was around. Yeah, and he, he found Somewhere. Neonor after, like, the dragon enchanted her and then lost her again because he just, he was, like, there just, like, kind of failing at everything. Oh,
0: and apparently he was killed by dwarves in the whole Nauglamir situation. Rough life. Yeah.
1: Anyway, um, definitely a name I would want to give my son.
0: Well, <laughs> killed by dwarves, but not orcs. And actually, for an elf in that day and age, pr- doing pretty good. Spare. And honestly, I, I suspect like kill, named after ancient elf is like the in-world explanation. The actual explanation is Tolkien was just like, yeah, that's a name I can use. <laughs> a not great one. Anyway, so the short summary. Sam enlists Smeagol as his sous chef, meets Aragorn's distant cousins,
1: and fulfills a lifelong dream. Frodo <laughs> takes a nap, which is a whole mood. So yeah, let's get into the long summary. Uh, The hobbits wait out the rest of the day in the crater where we last left them, right outside the Black Gate, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and drinking drinking water. (laughs) Gollum Gollum says they'll uh, get fresh water soon, which um, and also maybe some food, which means fishes or something. You know, in Gollum speak, he's always concerned about fishes. Uh, (laughs) I do at night.
0: How at the beginning Sam was so worried about Gollum getting food so that he wouldn't be a cannibal but like Gollum seems just as worried about getting food so that he (laughs) won't be a cannibal I don't know. He's just like only fishes. Yeah. He and Sam seem to have similar trains of thought which I'm
1: sure Sam would hate to have pointed out to him but (laughs) Um, So yeah at night they set out and walk a bunch with no sign of the enemy other than a single red light burning in the two towers of the teeth Uh, which try saying that Five times fast. The two towers of
0: the teeth. The two towers of the teeth. Two towers
2: of the teeth. Two no. towers of the teeth. Two towers of the teeth. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> um, interestingly, uh, this red light is described as an eye staring at them as they flee, but it's not the capital E I. So, I just found it a curious description.
0: For a second there, I thought you were just
1: desperately misspelled the word I. <laughs> the capital <laughs> E I. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, they keep walking until this glowing light is out of view, and they come to a less barren land. After walking for a couple days, they uh, end up going from being alongside a road onto the road, and then the road turns into just sort of a beaten path, uh, and there are almost no signs of civilization left. We get another bit of geography lesson. Uh, they have walked into Athelion which was once a part of Gondor of old, but has now been abandoned due to, you know, the enemy and orcs and stuff. Uh, But uh, botanically, it is full of life, and uh, the hobbits can actually tell the change in climate for the first time since, you know, they left walking so far south. But it's a wild sort of, you know, land, scenery, garden, whatever, uh, because it's been abandoned. And we get a whole list of plants growing here and herbs uh, because these are, of course, highly important to the plot. Uh, Gollum hates the smell, but Sam, the gardener, of course, is delighted by it. Uh, They come to a place to rest and hide in to pass the day. Uh, Sam is once more worrying about food, especially because he doesn't know how long it'll take by this, you know, new path they're taking uh, before their food stores run out. Uh, he is also still optimistic that maybe, just maybe, they'll need food for a return journey.
0: Poor uh, old Sam.
1: Right. Like, like, we might as well plan for it. I'm not ready quite yet to, to give consign up. myself to <laughs> the pit. That's good of um, him. Not just yet. Not just yet. Uh, So Gollum is about to sneak off to hunt some food or fishes or whatever. And uh, Sam conscripts him to find some food for the hobbits to eat. While Gollum is off hunting, uh, Sam has a very twilight moment where he watches Frodo sleep. (laughs) He uh, notes a light seeming to shine from within Frodo and um, describes Frodo's face was peaceful. The marks of fear and care had left it, but it looked old, old and beautiful as if the chiseling of the shaping years was now revealed in many fine lines that had before been hidden, though the identity of the face was not changed. Not that Sam Gamgee put it that way to himself. He shook his head, as if finding words useless, and murmured, I love him. He's like that, and sometimes it shines through somehow, but I love him, whether or no.
0: Feelings. It's very cute, (laughs) even if you don't ship it, which I personally don't because Aragorn is still out there but <laughs> <laughs> dreaming about his his short boy but it is very very cute and
1: very you know creepy vampire <laughs> but like almost
0: kind of opposite it's as if Bella was watching Edward sleep just so. like the way that he <laughs> describes Frodo great of being old and yeah. chiseled and
1: now i have that in my head you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> No, yeah, it just like it was just wild because this this paragraph was just like stuck in there. It's like we're just in the landscape and all of a sudden it's like, I love him.
0: oh yeah, it was like, like food, food, herbs, food, I love him, yeah I guess and it's I still actually kind of accurate to feelings
1: I mean, yes, but yeah, I don't even know how to like parse it in a way like you know, what even <laughs> so yeah, however you want to imagine it. What kind of love? I got some good, solid romance in here. (laughs) It's
0: weird to think of, like, presumably Tolkien didn't mean for this to be romantic, Mm -hmm. but it's such a weird paragraph to write when you don't mean for it to be romantic.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's. I mean, it's clearly like, it's deep homosocial relationship of the likes that we don't have anymore, especially among male identifying beings because of Toxic masculinity.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but I can't even imagine. But, Maybe this is just from my, my like modern point of view with um, the way toxic masculinity is, has taken things. But I can't imagine Tolkien being like in the trenches, you know, during World War One and seeing like a good friend of his asleep and thinking, "I love him." You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I just can't picture that in my head.
1: But or- does does his trench mate? <laughs> That's such a weird word. <laughs> Does his friend Anything with the word in trench the trenches is wrong. Um, uh, glow from the inside?
0: Well, I don't know. I War did weird things to people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just
2: thinking, you know, radiation. Did he glow from the inside? <laughs> not in world war (laughs) one I know no I know that but like man yeah, that's immediately I just thought of the radioactive boy scout
1: (laughs) but no it is I I think it's interesting that he has this after noticing the glow and it's more indicated as like a literal type of glow Mm -hmm. um, because of you know Frodo essentially ends up becoming non-hobbit you know he's not quite ascending to godhood but he is, throughout this journey, becoming less and less, I mean, human to use the word, but, yeah. you know, less and less hobbit. And so, in some ways, it comes across very much like kind of how Sam idolized the elves and stuff. Like, it's, in some ways, I feel like it's more of a capital L love, like, you know, the. Yeah, no, I yeah. I know what you're saying. Like,
0: it, it almost seems like a, it doesn't seem like, okay fan shipping aside it doesn't seem like he is saying he is in love with Frodo it's more saying like he is devoted I guess is Mm -hmm. a good word
1: yeah and I think in that more like oh god I don't I I, this is gonna sound really weird but like priest to a god sort of way right he's like right okay I got you the person who's most devoted to Frodo and his like companion and Making, you know, helping enact Frodo's plans and stuff. I just think it's a little bit of a wild dynamic, especially because Frodo has now started glowing, you know, multiple times and been described.
0: Yeah, I almost like wish
1: Aragorn with that.
0: I almost wish I could think that Tolkien was going for some gay love because that would make more sense to me. Mm-hmm. But I just, I can't, I, I can't think that he was canonically going for that. I can't say
1: that word. Sorry. Yeah. No. But anyway, that would make this lots of fodder for yeah, it whatever is. you want it to and be. I'm,
0: for the people who do like it, I'm very happy for you to get
1: an actual confession here. So anyway, after this uh, one paragraph of, you know, this, <laughs> uh, Gollum runs a moment by returning with a pair of rabbits and Sam is delighted to finally use the cooking gear he's carried all this way. Uh, Sam then sends Gollum on another errand to go get water and, meanwhile, lights a fire. Gollum returns with the water and is horrified since the fire will bring enemies. Uh, Sam insists it won't because it's a good fire without wet food, but even if it did, it would be worth it for cooked food. Without wet
0: fuel. You said wet food, which makes me think of a cat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think I meant to say wet wood, but that just (laughs) sounds extra weird.
0: (laughs) It's a good it fire without we wet, it out.
1: wood, or fuel.
0: Anyways. Unlike
1: the fire Emmy and I tried to set last oh, weekend. Man.
2: Two weekends ago. Whatever. <laughs> time has passed. Life's hard. By the
1: time people listen to this, it'll be like 78 weekends ago. ago. No, no. We're all caught <laughs> up. True. This is coming out Shh. tomorrow. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway. Yes. Um, priorities. Food. Worth it even if it brings enemies. You know what? Speaking of Sam
0: and Frodo, are both such a mood this chapter. Like Frodo's like, "Oh, I'm going to sleep," which I am
1: all about, you know? And Sam is like, "I'm going to make some fucking stew." And I am also all about that. Yes. Um also Sam gets his uh his great nap line in later. So, yeah, Gollum um is dismayed at the idea of cooking the rabbits, but Sam points out that Their food disgusts Gollum, and his raw food disgusts the hobbits, so touche. Sam then tries to get Gollum to fetch herbs, but Gollum finally refuses uh, his job as sous-chef because it will ruin the food. Uh, Sam then threatens to put Gollum's head in boiled water and that he would make Gollum search for (laughs) potatoes and turnips too if it were the right season. Uh, And at this, Gollum delivers the best of lines, which I think is actually the line I quote most. From these books slash movies. Mm-hmm. And it's uh What's taters, precious? Hey, what's uh, taters?
2: That was so good. That was um, so good.
1: Uh I haven't even ruined my voice quite yet. Uh Sam <laughs> says, Potatoes and tells Gollum that if he stays good, uh one day he'll make him some proper fish and chips, which even Gollum couldn't say no to. To which Gollum says, Yes, yes, we could! Spoiling nice fish, scorching it! Give me fish now and keep nasty chips! (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever come Uh, across that
0: post on Tumblr that was something like, you know, if you want to understand Tolkien as a person, you should know that the movie's completely made up The Battle of Helm's Deep, but that stewed rabbit scene was word for word.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, like... It's just, it's so good. Like, literally there. Just, just that, what's oh, taters, precious? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime potatoes are cooked in my family, that line gets brought out. And it's also pretty much every time potatoes are not being cooked. <laughs> it's iconic.
2: Yep.
0: Potatoes.
1: It's so applicable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Boil them, mash them, stick, stick them, them in a, a stew.
2: stew.
0: <laughs> stick them in a stew. Oh my God, I'm going to stick them in a stew later tonight. I'm, I'm so, so proud
1: so of happy you. Right um, now. you know what I'm actually having for dinner tonight? What stew? Fishes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but they're cooked, so Gollum is very disappointed in you. Yep, no sushi, alas. Anyway, um, if my voice sounds a little bit deeper for the rest of this, <laughs> well earned. That's what did it. <laughs> uh, Sam, worth it. <laughs> so worth it. Um, Sam. Does have to go get his own herbs, uh, but he does and cooks the rabbits and eventually wakes furdo to eat. Uh, afterward, Sam goes off to the stream to rinse his gear, and he looks back at the camp and he can see the smoke from the fire rising, which uh, he forgot to put out. Ah! Oh, Sam. Sam! Um, yeah. So, uh, he... Rushes back to put it out, uh, but as he does so, he hears whistles coming from several directions, but not where their camp is, so he runs faster. Uh, Immediately, he stamps out the fire, and he and Frodo uh, hide with their packs on, ready to run. A couple of voices appear nearby, remarking that they found where the smoke came from. Uh, Frodo and Sam are you know, know they're caught, so they pop up with their swords drawn and are surprised to be face-to-face with four human men. Frodo immediately thinks of Boromir and how the men speak and carry themselves, which is more apropos than he knows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the men debate what the hobbits are, which is a bit reminiscent of Merry and Pippin in Fangorn, though they decide much faster that they're not orcs. Uh Sam declares them travelers, and one of the men introduces himself as Faramir, Captain of Gondor, and remarks that there are no travelers in this land, only servants of the Dark Tower or the White. Which as I read it, I was like, Huh, so we just had the two towers of the teeth and say that five times fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now we again have the other two towers.
0: Yep. And
2: we've got so anyway. we've
0: got
1: some more towers coming.
2: Nope. So many towers. This book
0: should have been called the this Seven book is Towers. Badly named.
1: <laughs> the the this book should have been called All the Towers. Yeah. The three sets of two pairs of towers. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, even if Tolkien was like, yeah, whatever, call them whatever you want, Alan and Unwin. Um, at least, you know, it kind of makes sense how they came up with the name, if anything. Fuck Alan and Unwin, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Fuck Alan. Fuck Unwin. Fuck both of them. Um,
0: Sorry, one of the people I do my His Dark Materials podcast with is named Alan, and I really just want to send him that sound clip. But he listens to this, so he'll get it. It's fine.
1: <laughs> Hi, Alan. We love you, but also fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> He's he one of the people who has sent in a Gollum voice for us. So. Oh, good. Nice. Um, Yeah, still time to send in a Gollum voice.
0: Yes. I think I, you I- can beat
1: me. I'm practicing, so come at me, bro. <laughs>
0: I'm so excited. Anyways. Um back anyway. On track.
1: <laughs> uh Frodo insists that they are indeed travelers and Faramir demands to you know that they declare what it is they're doing traveling here and asks after their third companion. Uh, Frodo says he doesn't know where he is and that he's a chance companion upon the road, which isn't actually a lie, you mm-hmm. know. A little coy, but um, Frodo also gives some detail about how they're hobbits and how they came from Rivendell. He lists out their companions, ending last of all with Boromir of Minas Tirith. Faramir is rightly surprised to hear Boromir's name and asks more about how they came to travel with him. Uh, Frodo asks if Faramir knows the dream riddle that brought Boromir to Rivendell, listing a couple lines from it. Though so the most innocuous of the lines, I think. <laughs> well, he was—he um. was just trying
0: to prove who he was, not give the give yeah. away the. Give, I'm I'm trying to come Words. up with a phrase here, but I've the shtick. Nah, it's, whatever. Give it all. Give up the secret. Goat. I swear, there's a phrase. Carry on.
1: Yeah. But anyway, it was just seek for the sword that was broken in Imladris It dwells like yeah. Of all the lines in that, you know, dream riddle, they're like yep. All right. Uh, But anyway, I find it really funny when Frodo is like, yeah, do you know the dream riddle that brought Boromir there? Because why would this random dude from Gondor (laughs) know of this dream riddle from the, you know, son of the steward? Like, it's
2: not like this would be common knowledge. Like, they didn't take out an announcement and (laughs) read it on every street corner. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Do we know that Frodo knows how, like, important Boromir was? I'm... I
2: don't. Uh, They were traveling together for a long time,
1: right? I feel like
2: your family would have come up.
1: (laughs) Maybe I don't. I. I mean, it's it's mm. yeah. It's interesting because the way he introduces traveling with Boromir is what, and Boromir, who said that he came out of Minas Tirith, a city in the south. But also, I feel like there must have been more said about, um, you know, when Boromir showed up and in the really really long meeting.
0: Yeah, absolutely, but I don't know how much of that Frodo took in. Yeah. Good questions. I have no idea. Like, and if they had discussed their actual family, you would have thought that Boromir would have mentioned his younger brother, Mm -hmm. Faramir, Captain of Contour.
1: Um, Okay, so here we go. So... He he describes being with his brother, actually, before this, and then he says, In that dream I thought the eastern sky grew dark, and there was a growing thunder, but in the west a pale light lingered, and out of it I heard a voice, remote but clear, crying, Seek for the sword that was broken, in Imladris it dwells. So I guess Frodo just quoted the first line from it, but, There shall be counsels taken, stronger than Morgul spells. There shall be shown a token that doom is near at hand, for a Isildur's bane shall waken, and the halfling forth shall stand. It um, yep. says, of these words, we could understand little, and we spoke to our father, Denethor, Lord of Minas Tirith, wise in the lore of Gondor. So,
0: so yeah. And also, like, th- it, that implies that he only told his brother and his father. Or his brother had the dream, too. That's what it was. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He mentioned Faramir also having the dream. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they both went to talk to their dad about it.
1: Yeah, right, right. So, for on the eve of the sudden assault, a dream came to my brother in a troubled sleep. And afterward, a like dream came oft to him again, and once to me.
0: Yeah. So um, Faramir
1: even had the dream more. Yeah. So it is interesting. We don't have any really indication of this, but Boromir never gave his brother's name. But also, Frodo is not an idiot. Right. Yes. And I wonder if he put it together, or at least was tr- was figuring it out when he said, "Do you know the the, the riddle?" Mm-hmm. And if Faramir right, like said if this yes, was. It, In some ways, his way of asking, are you? Are you Boromir's brother? Who I think you are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the book doesn't go into if they look alike at all. At least it doesn't yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, at least he speaks and carries himself like a man of Gondor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that last line, though, is kind of the most important for this um, here, um, which Frodo doesn't actually quote, but refers to, which it's again, for Isildur's bane shall waken and the halfling forth shall stand. Uh, And Yeah. Faramir does know the words and based on Frodo bringing them up, kind of takes it as his own sort of verification of, you know, Frodo not being totally evil and like that. OK, you wouldn't know this if you didn't actually come along with Boromir. Right, so yeah. Faramir then. Um, oh, and, and Frodo points out. He's like, oh, yo, I'm the halfling. Right. Like, hi. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Faramir um, <laughs> asks what Isildur's bane in the riddle refers to. But Frodo is really coy about it and says uh, it is yet unknown. So sneaky, 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 Um, sneaky hobbits is anyway, I thought that was really interesting getting this call back. And you know how Frodo or (laughs) you know how Tolkien loves to share his, uh, you know, poems, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, over and over again. The fact that he didn't even like re put in the entire thing here. He refers to it and literally had to I had to go back, you know, two books ago to reference it. It's just sort of funny. But anyway, after this little exchange in which Faramir at least knows that Fro- Frodo is sort of who he says he is, not an orc. Faramir wants to know more. Yeah, not an orc. <laughs> Did travel with Boromir. <laughs> um, uh Faramir wants to know more, but uh other things are currently happening. Uh two men are one or left. two
2: other things. Yeah.
1: <laughs> one very big other thing. Uh Two men are left to guard the hobbits, and Faramir heads off to kill some stuff, but uh, not before remarking on how polite the hobbits are, because everyone <laughs> has to do that. Gosh,
0: these manners on these people.
1: Well, Frodo gives him like a like a big
0: send-off, like says, light be with you, or whatever the hell he says. Or go in the light, I don't even know what he says. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something very polite. Like, as um, if he's watching Faramir go off to die, which I guess, I guess could have happened because he was going to fight some people, but... Mm-hmm. It was like a big
1: formal goodbye. It wasn't just like,
0: yeah, we'll we'll stay here. Kind of halfway here, prisoner.
1: (laughs) Farewell. (laughs) Think what you will. I am a friend of all enemies of the one enemy. We would go with you if we halfling folk could hope to serve you. Such doughty men and strong as you seem. And if my errand permitted it, may the light shine on your swords. That's what it was. Doughty. And uh, Faramir's like, very polite. Bye.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like one of the, that, whatever that gif or that meme is where the person's like slowly inching out the door while the other person's talking like okay strange hobbits okay
1: uh get me out of here may the light shine on your sword was that what it was um may the light shine on your swords yeah it's a good i'm gonna start saying goodbye to everyone like that i was just thinking that yeah (laughs) so yeah after faramir and the other man leaves the hobbits sit uh and frodo listens to the two human guards speak uh, they start talking in common, but eventually switch to their own language, which Frodo is surprised to hear is a variation of Elvish. And uh, by this, he knows these men to be Southern Dunedain. Uh, <laughs> he eventually gets them to talk a bit, and they name themselves Mablung and Damrod, <laughs> Rangers of Ithilian, Uh nah. because <laughs> um, the Damrod Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So that's, yeah, uh, they're...
0: I mean, what do you call them for short? Hey,
1: damn. Hey, Rod. <laughs> hey, Rod. Like, they're both <laughs> real bad. Um. Anyway, Mab and Dam.
0: Oh my god, that's like a Tolkien's own version of... um.
1: Man, that joke would have been really good. Uh.
0: <laughs> the what? two dudes from Hamlet. Fuck. Rosencrantz there and Guildenstern. Thank you.
1: Yes. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are not yet dead. But Mav and Dam Soon are not yet dead. dead. There we go. Um, anyway, their ancestors lived in Athelion before it was overrun. And so, you know, they're the rangers of this land, like Aragorn was ranger up in the northern regions. Uh, so they are currently there because Sauron has gotten men of the south on his side. And they lament that Gondor's days seem numbered, but they'll do what they can to harry his forces. A regiment is due to pass by, and they describe how Faramir leads now in all perilous ventures, but his life is charmed, or fate spares him for some other end. Which I assume we'll get more on later, because I don't think this Faramir <laughs> fellow is going to die right now. Just a hunch. Just a we hunch. We might learn more about mm. his other end. Just, just a feeling. Small hunch. Uh. So, the men... um. The rest of them, not the guards, uh, climb the slopes and fall upon the oncoming regiment. Uh, Some of the enemy do break from the ambush and run down the road, and Sam is eager to see what's happening. He gets an up-close and personal view of one of the enemy men being shot down, and he finds he doesn't like it much. Uh, We get the the teeniest itty-bitty bit of Tolkien engaging with the humanity of enemies, with Sam taking a moment to wonder who the man was and what brought him here and if he was really evil at heart. But it only lasts for like half a paragraph. So, you know.
0: Oh, well, there's that. I really liked how in the movies, in the extended edition, they gave that line to Faramir. I thought it mm-hmm. worked better from Faramir because it it just said
1: more about his character because, of course, Sam feels that way. But it's interesting to have a soldier think that. Right. Yeah. And I guess, you know, kind of bring up yeah, the contrast between him and the other. Mm-hmm. Humans of of Gondor and everywhere, really. Although, the, <laughs> although in the extended edition, he
0: gives that speech when he is looking down at like a dead soldier, who, if you've watched all the special features, is very visibly one of the stunt guys. And mm-hmm. like, I recognized him from
1: all the special features, <laughs> and so I just couldn't. I was like, "This is hilarious." <laughs> uh, problems that happen when you watch the movies too much. So yeah. many times. Um, but anyway, after this little moment, uh. Trumpet sound, and there's a great noise, and Sam sees a vast shape through the trees. Bigger than a house, gray, and with sail-like ears and a long snout. Uh, Sam finally gets to see his oliphant. Woohoo! He is delighted and also thinks that no one will ever, ever believe it. Which is probably fair.
2: But, like, of all the things on this quest, Sam, you think the oliphant is going to be what trips them up? Not the talking trees? He doesn't know
1: about the
0: talking
2: trees. Yeah. All right. That's fair.
1: And this I think this is more like the small thing. Like, yeah, the rest of it is like I went on a quest like no one people will listen to the stories but think they're just that. But, you know, this is the thing that they actually have heard about, like the creature of legend. You know, it's not saying, you know, I hey, I went and, you know, destroyed evil for all ever. right? like, whatever. <laughs> Abstract quest concept. It says literally like I saw a fairy. He hasn't destroyed
0: all of evil forever. Tom Bombadil is still out there.
1: Destroyed and evil. Anyway, I also, side note about the Oliphant, it's one of the little things that we haven't had for a while where Tolkien busts out the meta of, like, this being, like, an ancient story in our universe as um, he describes it as, like, the like much larger than the, you know, cousins that still exist today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just a little bit of that meta-narrative.
0: I completely had it in my head that the movies exaggerated that. Like, I thought in the books they were just elephants. Mm-hmm. And I was delighted to find that, oh, no, actually, the movies were pretty accurate. Because I thought the yep. movies were just like, let's make this fucking cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nope, they really are. like no, yeah, they're bigger than a house. Yep. So Sam gets to see his Oliphant, and now having completed his life's work, he decides to have a nap.
0: <laughs> this is why I am a <laughs> Big hobbit. Big mood. As much as a lot of my younger days I wished to be an elf,
1: I am I'm most definitely a hobbit. I, the The older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, I could be a hobbit. The sleeping, um, eating, drinking. Ascend to your hobbitness.
0: That all sounds really great. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, immortality also sounds really, really good. Could uh, be fun. But... Could go badly. Hard to say. Well, I mean, when your number one fear is death, as it is for me personally, immortality sounds fucking fabulous. Yeah, I can see that. Yes. But the eating and the sleeping and the drinking, that sounds good, too.
1: I mean, to be fair, the elves also do a lot of that.
0: They don't seem to have as much fun with it, though.
1: Depends which version they are, right? Are they the Lord of the Rings ones or are they the Hobbit ones? Because then all they're doing is singing and eating and throwing shade.
0: That's actually really true. The (laughs) elves that they come
1: across in the woods in the Hobbit... I could be those elves, the ones
0: that were just like running away from them, but also kind of tricking them.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and even the ones that at Rivendell were like that. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no. uh, after as Sam announces his desire to take a nap, uh, Mabling says, go ahead. But uh, when the captain returns, they'll be leaving swiftly, to which Sam replies, no need to disturb me when you go. Just leave me asleep. <laughs> so good. OK, Sam. Um, and, of course, Mablong laughs at this, but uh, remarks that he doesn't think the captain will just let them go. I love Sam's optimism there. It's
0: like, yeah, okay, just, just go. We yep. got our own <laughs> shit to do. It's fine. We're okay. I'm yeah, okay here good. by myself. Leave me alone. <laughs> and very obviously, they're like, no, no, no.
1: You're coming with us, bro. Do you not understand <laughs> how this works? Yeah. So, and then the chapter just sort of ends like that. To be continued we'll find out if they get brought with this mysterious captain and who this mysterious captain might be. And so now we have my note of, "Do you recognize the name Mablung?" But um we we can't read that. I'm just I'm so glad you brought this up because as I was reading, I was like, this sounds really familiar. Yeah. This is what- We didn't check. It's it's Damrod Simlark?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't recognize Damrod.
1: I feel like we would have made fun of it too much. Yeah.
0: I've only got the one thing coming up for Damrod being this one. So I'm Googling Damrod Lord of the Rings (laughs) and only the two towers Damrod is coming up. No, no Silmarillion Damrod. What about Rod Dam? Rod Dam.
1: (laughs) Doorman. (laughs) Anyways.
0: Anyway. (laughs) Maybe he is distantly Um, related to Hama. Just
1: somebody said doorman.
2: <laughs> that was definitely not me. The-
1: damn, damn, Rod for president in twenty twenty four.
0: He didn't say much, but I had a good feeling about him. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone have any favorite bits that we didn't already talk about? I mean, I was going to say we have
2: discussed my favorite cooking of the stew, which is, I mean. Not even that it's my favorite, it is just truly iconic.
1: I'm just so happy that after all of this carrying, Sam actually got to use his cookware.
2: It, yeah, right? I am worth glad it.
1: that I have this like
0: idea that he's going to, you know, get home, unpack his bag and be like, that one time, and it was all worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm actually pretty sure they ditched their shit later, but. (laughs) Yeah, probably. But I can picture that scene in my head of him being like, we got to make that one stew. Yep.
1: (laughs) I would say even as he's making it, he's probably like, all right, I don't need these anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The sauce has fulfilled its purpose. It makes me think of like, you know, I have a few of those really like like fancy slash niche kitchen things. Mm -hmm. Like I have a beautiful little cheese board and one day I will have an occasion to use this beautiful little cheese board and I will have completed my life's work I have a very nice
0: like this deep red uh, dish with a lid that you bake brie in
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like I've used it uh... before but I very specifically have to be like okay I'm going to go buy some brie and I'm not going to eat it (laughs) <laughs> until you <laughs> bake it with, you know, some stuff on top. And the stuff can't be too high because it's got this lid I kind of put. It. And it's just very, so very work.
1: specific. It's basically as much work to make this brie as it was for Sam to carry these things halfway across Middle Earth. Yeah, exactly. I am pretty much a hero.
0: Yep. Anytime I offer anybody some baked brie, I'm like, yep.
1: um, You are a hero because you make this thing happen. I'm just saying.
0: Thank so you. true. If you were everyone,
1: show some love to Caitlin for her <laughs> no, amazing editing no. and trying to make us. No,
0: don't. She it's keeps bad. us on task. Sounds good. It's no, I don't do what well with attention. Sound professional. Well,
1: the whole point of this podcast. All right, so is everybody ignore Caitlin,
2: so- and that's how she'll know that you love her. Yes. Yes. <laughs> accurate. Very accurate.
1: Just uh, watch her while she's sleeping, <laughs> <laughs> and tell her you love her <laughs> over her prone body.
0: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Actually <laughs> anyways, we're going to we're going to whistle on from that. Are you and sure? y- you know, y- I, for my favorite bit, I mean it's got to be taters,
1: right? That's got to be. you have got you, you haven't done a voice yet. I Do haven't. It. You thought okay. you were
0: going to escape, little did you know. Every time you guys did it this episode, I've been thinking, <laughs> I'm getting out of this. Nope. Okay. Give me a second. Give me a give second. Us give us a... a second. It's almost like I can't look at you, but I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at the notes. Okay. <clears throat> What's taters, precious? God, that was bad.
1: Beautiful. I'm so proud of you. Uh,
0: I don't... I can't... My throat just doesn't do it. What? Nope. Wow. What? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. It happens. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah. What's? Nope. <sighs> What's tater's precious?
2: Oh. No, that was way too deep.
0: What? No. Oh. See, I need to get the I need to get the but in the high pitch and I can't get them both at the same time. What's tater's precious? No, I good. can't do it.
1: No. What's tater's precious? That's, yeah, that's it. How are you you got to force
2: that? all of the air out of your lungs while attempting to speak.
1: I can't. Um, I can't my my deep philosophy about doing the Gollum voice mm-hmm. is that you have to do the gollum voice a bunch before you're able to actually do the gollum voice because you have to just like destroy that first edge of your throat right before you can actually do it well. Yeah, I hear you. I totally did practice it in the car um <laughs> and I got home and like I sounded like I'd smoked a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the fact that the plot
0: stops for stew is really good. Yeah. If you're if you're writing a book and your plot doesn't stop for stew, what the fuck? What you are you doing? doing? Yeah. Um, I've been trying yeah. to think of any other like epic
2: fantasies where like they're on the way to their quest and they stop to cook things and like the cooking is the point. I mean, of the break, it's I've, I mean it, It's a very Kate it's a trope, Johnston thing. <laughs> That's true. They did it in the afterward.
0: Also, I can but... think of a lot of fantasy where food is important. Like, there's nothing like reading a fantasy book that makes me want nothing, Like, makes me want to eat just some some bread and cheese and an apple, you know, because they're like traveling food. I'm like, man, that sounds really good. Some stiff
1: cheese, some hard bread and an old apple. (laughs) (laughs) And an old apple. But anyway, if you want to join the uh, parade of Gollum voices.
0: Yes, we have gotten
1: some fabulous, fabulous
0: submissions. I think we're going to put them all on our final Two Towers episode because that will give
1: some more people time to submit. Get them in. You'll be you'll be one of several, we promise you. So, like, feel free to do it and be ridiculous. Oh, yeah. and Have a good time. I, I don't know if you heard the things that just came out of my mouth, but they were so bad. <laughs> they were, like, the opposite of a Gollum impression.
0: So you can't embarrass yourself any more than that.
1: <laughs> you can do your interpretive Gollum voice. Don't try to be Andy Serkis. Pick your own Gollum voice.
0: Mm. High techno Gollum voice.
1: Mm. Yeah, get some uh, editing Deep in operatic
0: there. Op- Deep operatic Gollum voice.
1: What's tender's
0: t- precious? <laughs> Same, it's physically impossible to embarrass yourself more than Rachel just did.
1: <laughs> I love it. I'm always good for that. Yeah, you guys know me by now. <laughs>
0: so I highly <laughs> recommend submitting to us. You'll kill your throat, and you'll have fun doing it. What we're gonna do with these submissions, other than play them for everyone? I, I don't. We don't have our prize.
1: We, we we're just. We're just having fun. We could think of one. I mean, yep, we could. Yep. Okay. I mean, you can, like, I don't know, demand a mini episode or something from us. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true. We could talk about something you want us to talk about. Yeah. that's that's what what we get drunk for next time. I was going to say, pick the theme
0: of our next drunk Tolkien. I assumed the theme of our next drunk Tolkien would be the Two Towers movie, but I guess it doesn't have to be. Mm, We could always do both. Yeah, that's true. Pick the theme of a drunk There's- episode. <laughs> Tell us, give us something to drink during our. Next that's exciting. Drunk All right. Episode. Yeah. I don't actually trust. Yeah. If you embarrass, basically, if you <laughs> embarrass yourself, you can embarrass us. Yeah. What more motivation does anyone need? So you can always check out our Patreon at patreon.com/slash. So you want to read Tolkien? There's fun things on there like outtakes and interviews and more. And actually, I have a whole bunch of things to post that I haven't posted yet because i got a new computer and all the things are on my old computer and i have to turn turn that on and get them
1: have you posted my secret project not my secret secret project but my one project no because that's on my old computer actually it's probably in the
0: drive and yes. also Ugh. you can sign in and post shit i suppose i, I could know.
1: you do that not sounds need suspicious. me suspicious <laughs> but anyway yeah so go to go to our patreon if you want to hear um our short summary is compiled into a summary of The Hobbit. It's actually better than I expected it to be. Uh,
0: it's it, it, so it, exciting. It very good. Um, I haven't, we haven't put it up, we'll put it up before, nope, yep. I don't want to make that promise. Yep. It'll be up this week. I'm committing to it. Okay.
1: <laughs> Are you
0: committing to putting it up before Wednesday?
1: Yes. Okay, it'll be up by the time this is out.
0: <laughs> um, and remember, by, if we get to 50 patrons, we're going to do a monthly donation to charities which I'm excited for. And if giving us money isn't your jam, you can always contact us at Tolkien. email us at wanttoreadtolkien at gmail.com. You can check us out on Instagram at Tolkien. And we always love ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts or your podcast listening program of choice. Homework for next week is Two Towers, book four, chapter five, The Window on the West. Maybe we'll find out more about this Captain Faramir
1: fellow. Or maybe we'll find out he just died in the middle of the battle. (laughs) I've been Caitlin. I wouldn't hold your breath. I've been Rachel. I've been Emmy.
2: Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.